For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos, Atlanta Hawks team coverage podcast, formerly known as Hoop Bowl Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live. It is Monday. Kind of let a day to let that loss on Saturday kind of get out the system for Atlanta Hawks fans. It is game one. That's the bright side. And they did find some rhythm in the second half, which is something to look forward to they found some things that worked uh murray had a good game bogey started having a shot fall and if you look at the stats if you look at the box score the hawks outscored the celtics in the second half 55 to 38 that's a positive and and after being down by as much as 32 points the hawks Thanks to, obviously, the play by Murray and Bogey in the second half. Went on a 32-12 run to cut the deficit to 12 early in the fourth quarter. So they had life, and they had an opportunity to close the gap. But then Boston did what Boston does and knocked down threes and continued to keep the gap between your Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics. And both sides are motivated as far as the Hawks are motivated that they found some things as game one. They're going to have another opportunity to play much better ball because it really came down to Boston played great defense in game one. And the Hawks were just bad from the floor shooting the ball. I mean, just under 39% from the floor from the Hawks and shot 17% from three. And we talked about that Miami game. They didn't shoot well from three and still won the game. You couldn't have that same performance from three, and you did. And what made matters worse is that you didn't shoot well from the floor, period. And like I said, that's credit to the Boston defense. You got out-rebounded by 13. Um, And if you listen to my episode prior to this game one I listed things that the Hawks needed to do to try to win game one but ultimately win the series um, against a really good Boston team and they practically didn't do almost anything that was needed for them to try to win this game and if you go back to the keys I said defend the three point line well Boston shot 39% from three, 13 of 33. Uh, 13 is below their season average, but 39% from three, 
hard to beat a team that shoots over 35% from three typically. Um, I said communicate on defense. There was breakdowns on defense starting the game. It started off rough. It got better in the second half, but it started off rough. Um, just breakdowns and communication and Hawks had turnovers early on. They did end up only with 11, so that's a good thing. And you forced 17 turnovers against the Boston Celtics. That's a good thing as well. And I said that they needed to force some turnovers um, and disrupt passing lanes. 13 steals as a team for the Hawks. Um, so they did that. So that's good. You were disruptive. You got in passing lanes. And you communicated better on defense in the second half. But you got to limit the defensive lapses. And you have to... Um, See if you can continue to force turnovers. Um, they needed to shoot better from three this series. Obviously, I said the three-point shooting percentages for the team, and the Hawks did not win that. Ball movement was key. 23 team assists for the Hawks is not going to get it done against this Boston Celtics team. You're going to need at least 28, 29, in my opinion, uh, on a nightly basis to try to extend this series because – it would have been great to steal game one. You still have game two before coming back to Atlanta. And you know you didn't play your best ball. You know you didn't shoot the ball well. And you have an opportunity to make good on that. And this is a team that knows that. And they're not discouraged after game one. And I expect a much better effort. I've watched the Hawks come out hot tomorrow night. I can just see them coming out very, very hot and maybe even get a double-digit lead on the Celtics. If they get to that point, it's going to be back to the keys. We talked about defending the three-point line, communicating on defense, uh, getting some outside shots to go down. But certainly, if they can come out hot tomorrow night, and I just have a feeling that they will, get some get some people involved, get the bench involved, it will be a much closer game, and I have a, uh, a buddy of mine who's in our uh, group chat for fantasy basketball who came out after the Celtics won the first game against the Hawks and said, Celtics in four. And I was utterly disrespected because as good of a team as Boston is, Atlanta is not going to get swept by the Boston Celtics. I will tell you that now. They're going to win at least one or two. My prediction is Boston is six. I will tell you that now being objective. But I can see the Hawks winning this game. Now, the Boston Celtics are saying the right things. We didn't play our best ball. Um, they're going to come out firing next game. They're saying the right things, and that's great. That's great for them. But you still got to go out on the court and do it. You got to do it. And, I mean, the same thing goes for the Hawks. You, you got to do it yourself. And you have another opportunity tomorrow night to make up that bad first half performance. Just a terrible first half performance for the Hawks that game. Looking back on the keys that the Hawks needed to do. Balanced scoring attack. When you look at the scoring attack, obviously they shot 39% from the floor. So they didn't shoot well as a team. When you look at the numbers for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, all your starters scored in double digits. That's that's good. 
You didn't get a lot of production out of your bench. I mean, between Jalen Johnson and Bogey, they were combined 6 of 20 from the floor. It's not going to get it done. Sadiq Bey, 2 of 6. Um, Murray had 24 points, but on 25 shots, not efficient. Uh, 0 for 6 from 3. Trey Young, 5 of 18 from the floor, 16 points. Um, eight rebound. I mean, eight assists for him. They combined for six turnovers. I'm not mad about that. Um, Capella, 12 and eight. You got to get more from Hunter. 11 points is not going to get it done this series. 12 points from John Collins is solid, but with like 14, maybe 15 points from John Collins. But all in all. If you want to say that is balanced because none of them played well, that's a check. <laughs> but certainly you're going to need a little bit more efficient performance from DeJounte Murray, a more efficient performance from Trey Young. You're going to need both of them to knock down some three-point shots. Uh, one of 11 combined from three between the two backcourt stars for the Hawks. You're going to need more rebounding from John Collins and DeAndre Hunter. Four rebounds. For Collins and three for Hunter. That's not going to get it done this series. Uh, Capella had eight rebounds. Certainly he's going to need more. But he's going to need help. He's going to need help. Um, you needed Trey Young to be aggressive but yet efficient. And obviously that was not the case after reading the numbers. Uh, I talked about rebounding. The Hawks were out-rebounded by 13. Um, Hawks have to get to the free throw line. Um, they did get to the free throw line more than the Boston Celtics, which is a good thing. Um, it shot well from the free throw line, um, around 82%. But certainly that's going to have to continue to be a focal point, continue to be aggressive and get yourself to the free throw line. And it can't just be Trey Young. It cannot just be Trey Young. It has to be a team effort of being aggressive and getting to the free throw line. Um, Trey Young had seven free throw attempts. Obviously, he's going to have the most on the team. But when you're looking at the numbers, seven of the 22 free throw attempts are Trey Young. You're going to need more. I would love to see. And we're going to, I'm going to go back and look at DeJounte Murray. He got to the free throw line four times. That's not bad. I'll take four from him. Um, four from Okongu. But we'd like to see some other people get to the free throw line. But you got to shoot well from the floor. Um flat out so um, that's neither here nor there um, at this point uh, I said the bench has to come through again obviously the home team's bench I mean the home team bench wasn't that spectacular uh, 17 points and that's between two players uh, Robert Williams and uh, Brogdon I would expect the Boston bench to play a little bit better in game two if I had to guess. And if you're looking at the Atlanta Hawks, as I said, you need your bench to outperform their bench. Your bench outscored their bench. It was doing math here, 24 to 17. So you outscored them by seven. That's not bad at all. Um, so you got some decent production off your bench. Uh, wasn't efficient at all. But everybody on the bench came in and rebounded, and, you know, they contributed where they did. You need more than three points from a Okongwu. Um, certainly, he has to have a better game, too, and I expect him to. I expect Sadiq Bey to have a better game, too, as well. 
Um, certainly, I think both benches are going to be more of a factor in this game because purely this game was starters on starters. And when you look at the Boston Celtics, you had three players that scored 24 points or more between Tatum, Derek White, and Jalen Brown. There are two star forward wing players combined for 23 rebounds. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. They shot well from three. I mean, they, as a team, they moved the ball fairly well and just played really good defense. So you got to, you know, tip your cap to the Boston Celtics really coming out, um, trying to uh, send a message, it seems like, to the rest of the NBA that you forgot about us, just like you forgot about Dre. Um, But certainly you can't. You know, just really just put all your eggs in the starter's basket. I mean, if you're the Celtics, you can afford to do that. But certainly they're going to probably get better production from their bench, if I had to guess. And the Hawks bench have to be ready for that. Uh, But really it is their starters outperform our starters. Our bench outperform their bench. You're going to need more from your starters. You're going to need more from Trey Young. You're going to need more from DeJounte Murray. You're going to need more from DeAndre Hunter and John Collins. Uh, need a little bit more off the glass from Capella. Uh, Robert Williams is a load inside, and he had a really good game one off the bench. But certainly, you're just going to have to just play better. And I expect them to play better in game two. Like I said, you, you can't have both Tatum and Brown going off. And they both had over 24 points and both rebounded the ball very well. Um, they were both in attack mode. It was going to be tough sledding with them both getting it going. And as I said, the X factors was going to be Jalen Johnson, his size um, and his defense. And certainly uh, didn't make an impact. Uh, I mean, it's hard for anybody to make an impact as far as on uh, Tatum and Brown. But it is what it is. And then I said that bogey and base shot making was going to be pivotal. They didn't really knock down a lot of shots. In game one of this series, Murray and Hunter have to be consistent uh, two-way players. Uh, obviously inconsistent on the offensive end, both of the, both of them, and inconsistent defensively because they just got routed um, in that first half, and they're going to need to play better. So all in all, the team needs to be better, but you know that they know they need to be better. That is the great thing is that they know they need to be better. And now you have an opportunity to right your wrongs and – even the season series. So we're going to take a quick break and then look ahead to tomorrow night's game two in Boston, 7 p.m. Eastern time on NBA TV. But first, this quick plug. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Now, I don't know about you. I'm in several fantasy leagues and every fantasy league that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary. And I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a fantasy basketball championship. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other rank list? I know which one. It's the Brewskis 150. And you probably turned those huge wins into some cash. Or a fantasy basketball championship. 
This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com and click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues. Beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. All right, we are back. Boston is 10-point favorite tomorrow night. Like I said, Boston has an opportunity to go up 2-0. Atlanta has an opportunity to even the series before coming home to Atlanta. And you know the Hawks fans are going to be crazy in the State Farm Arena. I can't wait for that scene. And I would love for them to be cheering on an Atlanta Hawks team that is even the season, the, the series at one game apiece. That's the hope for. And if you're going to get a win tomorrow night, and like I said, it goes back to some of the keys that I mentioned, but certainly you're going to have to play better defense on Tatum and Brown. You're just going to have to play better defense. You're going to have to rebound the ball better. You're going to have to shoot from three better. You're going to have to defend the three-point line better. Um, 39% is much better than what they were giving up in the season series against Boston. Um, they were shooting north of 46% from three in the three matchups against the Celtics in the regular season. So 39% is an improvement. Only giving up 112 points and only, I can't believe I'm saying that right now, compared to what they were averaging because the Boston Celtics averaged like 130 points in the two matchups where both teams had all their players playing. To go from 130 to 112 is improvement. So there is improvement. You still have to communicate better on the defensive and you cannot have the breakdowns that you had in the first half. Um, they were just they were just giving the Celtics so many easy opportunities to score in a team that is top three defensively and offensively. And I'm speaking more to the offensive side of things right now. You can't give them easy opportunities. You can't give them easy opportunities from just lack of mental fortitude and just having it just break down defensively. You can't not have it especially in the playoffs. The good news, an extra day of rest. An extra day of really just honing in on their mistakes and trying to go and correct their wrongs from Saturday. That's a positive. I expect Trey Young to have a much better game this game. Um, I know he took a lot of heat on social media from his performance, and he's always going to take a lot of heat. He's your star player. He's the franchise player. He's had a very tumultuous year headline-wise, and certainly he's going to take the brunt of responsibility. A lot of people are not putting it on Quinn Snyder because he's so young in his tenure with the Atlanta Hawks, even though he's an experienced coach, especially experienced in the playoffs. This is all on Trey Young. Not all on Trey Young, but this is a lot of eyes and a lot of pressure on Trey Young. 
especially how he celebrated, you know, beating the Miami Heat to get into the playoffs. To have a flat game one performance that he did, the critics are going to be loud. Your game has to be louder if you're Trey Young tomorrow night. Your game has to be louder. If you're DeJounte Murray, you're going to have to be a little bit more efficient to be aggressive still, but making more of an impact on the defensive end. If you're DeAndre Hunter, you have to play better. Have to play better. Have to shoot the ball better. Have to get to the rim. Get to the free throw line. You got to be better. You got to feature John Collins when you can. And as a team, you got to help rebounding. It can't all be on Capella. Have to rebound as a team. If you're the bench, get ready because their bench is coming. You have to out you have to outmatch the energy output that the bench is going to bring for the Boston Celtics tomorrow night. I expect them to play better. The Hawks bench have to rise to the occasion. You're going to need Bogey and Bay to knock down some outside shots. You're going to need a Kong Wu to score around the rim and rebound and defend like he has all year. You're going to need Jalen Johnson to make an impact on both ends of the floor, most importantly defensively, and then leading the break um, when creating you know, turnovers. You're going to have to – hopefully they're not going to – I don't think the Boston Celtics are going to have 16, 17 turnovers like they did in game one. I think they're going to play a little bit of a cleaner game. But certainly you're going to have to make it tough on them. Um, don't just allow them to play a cleaner game. Continue to get up in them defensively. Continue to jump in passing lanes. 13 steals in game one is phenomenal. That's an overlooked stat. No one is talking about that right now. I don't know if you can replicate that, but certainly if you can get eight steals and there are meaningful steals in pivotal points of the game, that is something to look look forward to. So certainly continue to take your chances defensively, but be sound defensively. Communicate. Uh, trust your game plan. Fall back on that game plan. Don't do more than what's required. Um, if everybody does what they're supposed to do and elevates their play and their effort, you're going to have a chance to beat this team tomorrow night in Boston. I, I guarantee you that. But you can't do more than what's required. As most of you guys who have tuned into this program for a while know, I was a college offensive lineman. You just do your job as an offensive lineman, and you have to trust that everybody else is doing their job. I can't block my guy and try to block another person's guy because someone's going to get through and the quarterback's going to get sacked or the running play is going to get blown blown up in the uh, backfield. Same as in basketball. You have to be connected. You have to trust each other. And Obviously, this, this is not a great defensive team in Atlanta, and obviously there are some people who are known as defensive players in Murray and Hunter and Capella that sometimes they do a little too much defensively to overcompensate for others. Everyone has to do their job defensively. That's John Collins. That's Trey Young. That's Bogey when he's on the court. Some of those players are defensively challenged. We know that. But certainly you're going to have to just do your role. Know your role. Execute your role. Again, the Boston defense was tough. Game one, extremely tough. Extremely tough to get into the paint. Extremely tough looks that they were get, getting. Um, you're going to have to be able to find a way to make plays towards the basket and get some cleaner looks. 
It was a little bit of an easier time in the second half, and definitely Boston eased up off the accelerator and let Atlanta creep back into the game um, early in the fourth quarter, uh, with only being down 12 after being down by 32 points. But certainly, you would hope with these days off that Quinn Snyder went to the drawing board, they watched film, and they found ways to attack this Boston defense to hopefully give them an opportunity to get some easier baskets so that they are keeping up with the Boston Celtics, especially if that three-point shot is not falling. If it's not falling, they're going to have to make inroads towards the basket. Robert Williams is a presence in there. That's going to be easier said than done. But certainly you're going to have to create some actions um, and use that motion offense to try to hopefully get him out of the paint, try to do something to get him out of the paint to have some people cut back door and get some easy looks. Um, Easier said than done. Like I said, this is one of the best defensive teams in the NBA and the Boston Celtics. I mean, it's a tall order for the Atlanta Hawks. But if you want a chance to extend this series, you have to win one game in Boston, I feel like. You have to win tomorrow night. It's a must win. It is absolutely a must win. To say that Atlanta is going to come home and win both games, I would love to say that. But when two of the three games that the Celtics had against the Hawks were in Atlanta and they won both of them this year, this is a confident team that will come down to the State Farm Arena and play the Atlanta Hawks. So tomorrow night is a must win. I expect the Hawks, as I said earlier, to come out swinging. I expect them to potentially have a double-digit lead early on. And at that point, they have to continue to run the things that have been working offensively, communicate on defense, get stops, rebound, guard that three-point line. Don't let them come back into the game um, from beyond the three-point arc. So that's the recipe for tomorrow. That is the recipe for tomorrow. It's going to be tough sledding. Easier said than done. I would love for them to come back to State Farm Arena with a a tied series and the fans having more hope that, wow, it's a tied series. This is a team in the Boston Celtics that were in the Eastern Conference Finals, won it last year, got to the NBA Finals, lost to the Warriors. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Atlanta's going to have to do a lot of things better than game one. They're confident. That's good. Now you got to go out there and execute tomorrow night against the Boston Celtics. Game two, as I said, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern time on NBA TV. I will catch you guys after that game. I'll be traveling for the next few days, so I'll try to get an episode when I can. When I can. Probably going to be on Friday. Uh, now I get you guys next time. Uh, but if you love what you heard from me today, give us five stars, give us a good review, share it, and tell everybody about the best podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. As always, follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks at Twitter. That's at Ethos Hawks. And on my, on my Twitter, follow myself, Brad Harden, at Brad Jarrett67 on Twitter. That is Brad J A R R E T T67. We'll catch you guys next time. Let's go, Hawks. Let's see if they can even this up. Hopefully play a hell of a lot better than they did in game one.